There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. So, like, whenever right. you want to start, you go ahead. Uh, Hello and welcome to the third... Oh, bip, 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 bip. <laughs> Wait, wait, give it a sec. Okay, sorry. Hello and welcome back to Rotten Treasure. I am your host, Kai Bobby, and with me is my co-host, Jim O'Donnell. Jim, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Kai. How are you? I'm having a day, but uh, I'm a lot better now that I'm with y'all. Hen, our special guest. Hen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Living that life. I'm actually doing great. I know a second ago I said that it's been a day, but I'm just going to... No, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Thank you. By the way, the movie we watched was Home Alone 3. Oh, yeah, Jim. Well, (laughs) if you've listened to our other episodes, which you should be listening to every episode, you'll know that Jim's done that whole opening lines... Uh, the last couple times. Okay, Jim, I wasn't ready. I'll just cut it out. I'll cut it out so that now I've introduced everything. Okay, so you're not going to keep any of this? Oh, no, I'm keeping everything. Okay, great. Awesome. Uh, Hen, what is your relationship with the uh, the Home Alone franchise? Well, I think Home Alone 1, the first one, the OG, is the mm-hmm. best Christmas movie to ever exist. And a lot of people don't oh. think it's a Christmas movie. They just think that it's a, a comedy. They're wrong. It's a Christmas movie. Wait, what is... What's yeah, who are these fucking people? <laughs> it's 100% a Christmas movie. How, how could it not be a Christmas movie? I guess I'm speaking directly to my cousin who I had a fight with like 10 years ago about this subject. <laughs> okay, uh, well, so, if, Eric, if you're listening... Yeah, if you're listening, Eric, at us at Rotten Treasure on Twitter, I would love to get at you with this conversation. It was. It's very much like a... I consider it like diehard for kids, and it's like a lot of oh, people yeah. or just my cousin Eric say like oh it's just a movie that takes place during christmas christmas has nothing to do with it but no it's about like you know it gives you the warm and fuzzies when they reconnect and all the christmas decorations it's all the the ending is very much like hey mom's home for christmas yeah they do the they do the heartfelt uh like my little heart does no matter how many times i see the first home alone when they get reunited i'm like oh i fucking need to call my mom a little bit like it definitely hits me and they tried to recreate that with the the last two i think they succeeded in two and then three i was like i don't care about these people oh and your mom is (laughs) Catherine o'hara right yes okay cool so also um there are rumors and i want to admit they're true my dad actually is also eugene levy so yes they do have a love child hello my name is kai bobby and i'm here i'm queer and I'm proud. <laughs> you're the you're the child without the uh, without the Emmys. Yes, it's me. Uh, I'm the one that they're ashamed because I started doing. Uh, they were like, "Look, we moved on from improv, and they're now they shun any improvisers, so they've removed me from their life." <laughs> Eugene, but, I mean, but like, my I'm, rela- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was I I didn't know if I was finishing like the I don't know if I have a finish to what's my relationship to Home oh, Alone yeah, other please. than just it's it's I have to watch one and two. Um, and then I never watched the rest. So wait, so this was... Okay, so you told me, before we got on today, you told me that you had some hot opinions. That means you did see this growing up, or is this like... I did see this growing up, but it wasn't a Christmas... It wasn't my Christmas rotation movie. It was... Uh, I had the VHS, and I would just put it in when I wanted to. Hmm. Um, but it, it it doesn't have an emotional thing with me. It's just that I do have opinions. I have... Well, the thing about me is I have pin, opinions on things that I... And both well-versed in and not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I've, I've seen your TikTok and it's amazing. So I enjoy your opinions. <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank I, you. I will say I've seen uh, one of my favorite things 
I, it was so it was so bizarre. It was one of my favorite things I saw you do. I think it was with um, Low Hanging Fruit. Was you had an opinion about Florence Henderson? Oh God, <sighs> she was on this in real life, and <laughs> she okay. Florence Henderson <laughs> is she, she at the same time that she shouldn't exist. There should also be more of her. Mm. You I like I hate her, but I love her. Okay. So you want you want clones? I want, like, yeah, I want full, like, multiplicity clones of Florence Henderson. Where she, each... did a, she did a dominatrix thing on stage live one time, and I, it lives in my mind rent-free. Flor- We're talking Florence Henderson. She's the mom from the Brady Bunch, right? You better believe she did a bondage kink stage show <laughs> where she had six children that all looked like uh, the Brady Bunch kids, and she whipped them. What? This is crazy, and I and she sang, this. she sang "When You're Good to Mama" from uh, Chicago. Well, I know my next scene. Thank you for that. I'm excited. I'm gonna start uh, as soon as the pandemic's over. I know the first scene I'll be doing. Yeah, I will she also doesn't like gay Mrs. Brady. Oh, so that's why I hate her. Oh, yeah. No, nope, never mind. Don't like that. Don't like that. <laughs> I. But it, it it just struck me as very funny because. She's just such a specific person to have an opinion about. And I love that you had an opinion about Florence Henderson. I was like, who who thinks about Florence Henderson ever nowadays? She's been dead for like, what, 15 years? I, yeah. Four well, years. You know. It's been four years. I'm sorry, four Florence years. Henderson. <laughs> she died on Thanksgiving. I oh, mean, she deserves it. No one's thankful for you. Get out of here. Way to steal the thunder of a national holiday. Oh, my God. She couldn't have done it sooner or waited one day. (laughs) Yeah, she should have died on Black Friday. Yeah, we're trying to gorge ourselves. What the fuck? (laughs) But But you watched this movie as a kid. Yeah, I did watch this movie as a kid, but it wasn't like a Christmas movie to me. I don't even think it's a Christmas movie in the movie. It's not, actually. I ended up geeking out and finding out that um, uh, it was post-Christmas. It's in, like, January. I think it was 7th or 8th, because yeah. I think he said it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, say it in, like, uh, they say it in passing at one point. I think it's on right. uh, when they're, like, in the airport at some point. Well, my favorite named person, actually, it's Burton Jernigan said that, I believe, actually. So I want to get that out there. Okay. So I, <laughs> I also saw this as a kid. And I'm going to say, I think I thought that this was what Home Alone was until I saw Home Alone as an adult. Mm. Like, as we were watching it for this, I was like, I was watching the Home Alone movies and I was like, okay, these remind me, like, of course I know these things. I know all the tropes and everything. But then as soon as I watched this one, I was like, yes, this is the one I remember from when I was a kid. This is everything. This has Mm -hmm. all the things I remember. I remember there being four people all dressed in white for some reason and all vaguely different nationalities for some reason and one of them had spray paint on his eyes or even a bigger thing i remember it was such a big deal when i was googling about this there's a lady criminal and it's like okay i'm upset so. that she isn't parker posey because in my mind <laughs> she was like because i hadn't seen it for like 20 years or whatever um so when i watched it now as an adult i was like i'm so excited to see parker posey in this home alone movie and then it wasn't parker no she- instead we got the woman from deep impact yeah, she's not the one from Law & Order, even though she looks like the one from Law & Order. Mm-hmm. I can see that, too. I, uh, I have to say this while I'm thinking about her real quick. 
she did the creepiest thing for me that bothered me, and I don't know if it bothered y'all when you watched it, but when she kissed, um, what's her name? The old um, lady, Mrs. Hess. Yeah, yeah but Miss Hess on the forehead, right? When she was, like, tying her up in the garage and leaving the door open and be like, you die, old lady. Like, the kiss on the forehead was the creepiest thing in the world for me. Like, I was crawling. I hated it. I'm shipping them. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing that got me with that scene was, as, she, as soon as she left her in there, I was like, is she going to murder this old lady? And yeah. sure enough, she attempted to murder that old lady through exposure. Like, she left the door open and was like, you're going to die, old lady, yeah. because you accidentally took a bag. Well, her name was Mrs. Hess, but I kept hearing Mrs. Sus. So I do think she's like, I think she's a lesbian. That's like, that's sus, right? That's like, that's like young language, right? Sus? <laughs> mm. yes. Am I cool? <laughs> we all play yes. Among Us. Oh, you know who was the most surprising person that I found out in this movie? Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Yeah, that was that was a big hit. How she plays their adopted person of color daughter <laughs> in this movie is so brave. I'm so I'm so glad yeah. that Scarlett Johansson played played her first person of color in this movie. <laughs> now this is actually I think this is her. It said it was her first like major role. Like this is like. Her, her, I don't know about necessarily her debut, but it was definitely one of the big ones. I mean, she was definitely like in a couple commercials, I bet, playing with Barbies, but she like looked bored. That's what I imagine. That, I mean, that was her shtick for many years, including <laughs> later when that she was in that one movie where like she used 100% of her brain and then turned into a computer. Ghost World. <laughs> no, I love that movie, but it's not Ghost World. <laughs> This is a little bit, uh, I'm just, I have to do it because I wrote it. Um, at some point, someone called someone a scar butt. Oh, yeah, mm. no, it's because they're bu- the Buzz-like brother, and I don't remember what his name is, but he's just like Buzz and mean. Um, he was like making fun of this kid because he says chicken pox, and he's like, I hope you scratch your butt and you got scars on your butt so we can call you scar butt. And they're so mean to him, right? And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, you guys are mean. I was like, you're scar butt Johansson. And <laughs> I <laughs> wrote that down, and I felt like, I wish I was eight. And able to like throw that at her. Every member there. of uh, I'm gonna call him Kevin, even though his his name is not Kevin. Um, <laughs> That's fine. He's every Kevin member of, Let's just let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, no, every member of Kevin's Alex, Alex and his because, and the actor's name was Alex because ex- yeah. he's too stupid a kid to know his own name. <laughs> but every member of that family, in like a five minute bit, were just making fun of his body. Mm-hmm. They were like your butt and your penis. <laughs> Over and over. <laughs> they had a running gag about, what, him slamming his penis in the toilet, yeah. right? And his dad also said, like, I gotta go. My son, like, slammed his dick in the toilet. He didn't say that. But, I mean, like, but he made it, like, you know, like, again, you know how it is. You know, like, how many times has this poor kid had this happen? And the people Did on this... the other line were like, yeah, of course. Everyone's kid uh, puts his dick in the penis. <laughs> in the <Wait>. toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Everyone that. docks. Yeah. <laughs> we all go through our experiments. <laughs> um, did we see the dad at all any other time than him just on the phone and in a kitchen or in an office? Like, I think this movie would have been more impactful if it was a single mom story. Mm-hmm. And he's a busybody. He's he's too busy to notice his kid or to put on pants. Or a third thing. Yeah, he's kind of emotionally, like, distant from everybody, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's kind of like, hey, champ, hey, bud. But, like, it's not that big of a deal. There's no heart there. You know what was kind of a dick move, I thought? 
at the end, he's like, hey, kiddo, I got you something you always wanted. It's that remote control car that you already have in a different color. He are, he knew he had this. He didn't. We knew he had it before the dad left on vacation or wherever he was going. Like, And he had the terrorism model. Like, that's the better one. <laughs> oh yeah, he God. had that Air Force chip in it. This movie came out in, like, the post-Babe uh, era where, like, every kid in this movie anytime a movie was made in like 1997 a kid had a pet that would look right at the camera and go like Whoop! <laughs> and this happened several times with many animals mostly well, I- the rat or the parrot that had many many lines <laughs> that can speak and- on its own we're gonna put that out there this this is no way has all this stuff memorized it had a full I conversation wrote- yeah like I don't know. That's wild to me. It just that blows me away. Yeah. The I neighbor's really- dog literally shrugged at the camera. <laughs> I loved that though. When they're like freeze, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> no. That was so funny. This movie is incredibly campy. It, I, I might even argue more campy than the last two. Yes? No? Maybe? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I th- not can Not like campy, campy. Just like weirdly l- mid to late nineties humor right it's which like, i guess is something it's like the first two were cartoonish in their like violence and then this one was like campy in its violence i mean there's still that kind of like three stooges energy from all the the you know actually hold on what do we want to call these people we're calling them crooks i didn't know what to say because what are they what is their what's They're their terrorists. job exactly <laughs> is that what they are they yeah. are they this work movie... with north korea wait, wait, yeah, they're like <laughs> The stakes have been raised so high in this movie, but then, like, the violence is very cartoony to the point where it's, like, uh, they'll be walking and it'll be like, dun 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 I actually have the perfect way to describe them because I, I wrote it down at the end, towards the end when the, um, they were at the, like, the police finally got to the family or whatever, and there was, like, the FBI agent, and they were like, your son's in danger. And they're like, what's wrong? And they're like, we can't tell you. It's like, all right, it's super helpful. But then he does tell them because Scarlet's like, no, that's my little brother. Fucking tell me. And he just goes, we think he's intercepted a top secret electronic device stolen from a defense department contracted by a group of international criminals working in a North Korean organization. I was surprised that I, I assume the head of the Air Force was so willing to give up classified information because a teenager closed the door on him. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's like, slam. Tell me, and he's like, "All right, I it's I'll risk America's safety." To tell well, you, you don't cross a teenage girl, <laughs> especially Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> well, I mean, another person did something like that, and it really bothered me, which was the taxi driver. Right when he gets interrogated, it's like, "Where you know, like you who'd you bring home?" And it's like, "Sure, yeah, here's her address. This is exactly who. Yeah, go ahead." Random creepy people coming up on me in the dark. <laughs> here's this Can- thing, like random passenger's address. Can we talk about the fact that they rent an entire... The terrorists rent an entire house with wigs and characters, and they... Like, I think they should have been a sketch team. They would do well in sketch comedy. They would make no money, but, I mean, they would be better than being terrorists. I actually thought it was genius that the one woman walked the the neighbor's dog. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, because that would make sense. Because then people would see them breaking into that person's house and being like, oh, no, that's just the dog walker. And she's walking the dog around. But then they kept the dog 
for many days because he told the police he told the police that the dog's been kidnapped for many days and the police were like no fuck that dog we don't care about you i'm the janitor from scrubs i don't care oh my god yeah it was the actor from scrubs i did i didn't realize that yeah i also liked when one was an old man and then he sprints away and mrs Hess is like what the heck is that an old man running and then she looks out again and the woman has like the baby and she's like flinging it around she's like no it's just a woman flinging a baby it's okay can i do a portion of this podcast called in defense of mrs hess yeah yeah let's let's, and and now welcome to the special segment hen smith please bring it home pew 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 that's our uh, (laughs) that's our symbol going through i already forgot what it was called actually will you bring us in in defense of mrs hess all right thank you Um, Hen presents. She is painted as some sort of curmudgeonly, is that the right word? Old villain lady. When in fact, she is the best thing about this movie. She says the words, butts are for ashtrays. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I wrote that. I love that. And have have either of you seen Anti-Mame? No. It's a movie about a young boy who goes to live with his aunt and she is a socialite and it's right before the depression so she's like a flapper so she's a socialite flapper and she has these cigarettes and she's like oh she like teaches the kid how to make drinks i think if alex were to be a little gay boy Mm -hmm. she it would have been like this old lady gay boy like buddy comedy but instead her humor went over his head do you know what i mean yeah, why don't we get a little gay boy home alone? I'm actually really mad about that. <laughs> but yes, no, I do know what you mean. I can see that working. We still got two more movies. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, one of them came point. out in like 2012. They, there could be a little gay boy in there. I hope so. Honestly, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I do like that they didn't do the whole... Like, they switched it around. It wasn't like the the old wise character that's going to come and save you thing at all this time around. Um, no, he I saves mean, her. He saves yeah. her. And they still have that super kind of like genuine like I'm a adult in a kid's body with my wisdom and nice sentences. Uh, like it, they, I don't know. They still have like that still like heartfelt sweet moments together. They like had, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you weren't a dick, little kid. You're actually quite nice. <laughs> they had that conversation in like two seconds. Like yeah, he, he saves her and then he gets her inside and he's just like, you know, soup is good for your soul. And she's like, you're not such a bad little kid after all. It's like all right, I guess, I guess problem solved. Character development. We're done. We're done. <laughs> they didn't bring this the bread back. Do you know how the bags were switched with the race yeah. car and her bread? If they would have just kept the bread and brought it to her and been like, fun mix up, here's your bread, she would have been like, oh my god, the car, I gave it to this kid that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. She went to France to get that piece of bread. <laughs> but I thought it was San Francisco. I think she went. No, no, it is. It's uh, it's like famous San Francisco some tour. Yeah. Uh, I don't know right. why I thought France. But Did, it, well, it I mean, it would because it's a Parisian no, bag. It it would have been appropriate because they re- they literally go to France in one. There's uh, a nod to the French uh, to go into France because there's a French guy on the airplane in number two. So honestly, the fact that you got French in your mind for the third movie, not that weird. To be fair, I also thought it was France until someone later on was like, we were in San Francisco. And I was like, Why, why'd you have all the Parisian bags then? Is San Francisco known for its Parisian delights? Hmm, maybe. Hmm. Whatever. But also, that plan seems very weird because that would involve... Four people following an old woman 
from San Francisco to Chicago and being like, hey, I stalked you. Here's your bread back. Uh, can I have a car that you gave away, please? I feel like this movie included a lot of scenes that they felt like they needed to include, like one running in an airport, um, the nice or mean old lady that's misunderstood, old person that's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they mapped a lot of, a lot of every... Like, they inc- so much time was sent in the airport, this movie, <laughs> for no reason. And I thought the only thing more ridiculous than terrorists sneaking on a computer chip is terrorists sneaking a race car. Like, that's mm-hmm. more suspicious. Just right. carry the chip. <laughs> right. Uh, but, the air- but the airplane people, what are they called? The TSA... I don't know. This is pre-9-11. I don't know what This is called. pre-9-11. You can bring any... You can bring <laughs> an entire, like, polyamorous relationship onto an airplane. Yeah, and you, no can, one you can definitely... Question. Yeah, I brought my polycule in my bag. Is that okay? They're my carry-on. I'm bringing them with me. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. They're like, no, it's 1997. What do you think this is? Post-9-11? <laughs> no, it was wild. Yeah, no. Uh, a thing that really bothered me is that... I mean, yes, they spent so much time doing the airport, but it, it took... I, I like I paused at an hour and I realized they hadn't gotten into like any of the real fun of torturing anybody yet. Like that's what we're here for Home Alone, right? We want to see the like the the elaborate plans, but we didn't get to that until literally an hour into the movie, which is an hour and forty five minutes. I don't know if that bothered anybody else, but this is a long movie. <laughs> it's a shockingly long movie. I mean, the first two are two hours long, straight up. And oh, really? Those have actually shorter torture scenes like the, the tor- like it's hostile <laughs> how, did, how did this movie feel so long because he wasn't home alone she was at work for an hour right right she kept going like she kept leaving her son home alone in, in the first one they're like oh fuck we left kevin alone but in this one she's like okay you stay home alone don't call the police again this time see you later I'm going to trust you, even though you set up a, a boxing glove on a stick in the closet. He rigged all of the traps while his family was sleeping inside of his house. He could have killed any of them. No problem. And you know that there's booby traps that are, like, undone. Like, they're, they haven't been used. Mm-hmm. So, like, Scarlett Johansson is going to go grab a towel to get a shower. And she's going to get sucker punched by, like, a mechanical bull. and like good because she deserves it (laughs) yeah you said wait i had i wrote down every single line of hers because i thought that they were all great does that include his buttock region they're obsessed with this kid's body (laughs) in the way that they're kind of mapping the whole thing right they needed somebody to replace the emotional abuse that uncle frank was doing right so they needed they needed more they needed they always need to like emotionally just break down the primary character of these movies i don't know i mean he i think this kid is gonna end up <laughs> with depression <laughs> but maybe that's just me projecting he's just gonna be one of those kids that was way too smart early on and then later on he's just like there's no point i'm a failure as a person i would like to see like a funnier die or a college humor uh video where macaulay calkin and this kid alex get together and just do like spree killing Oh my god, yes. Oh. Well, I mean, if, if, you've, if you haven't seen it, listeners, and also if you two haven't seen it, that sketch that they do with Macaulay Culkin where he's a li- an Uber driver or a Lyft driver or whatever. Have you seen it, Hen? Mm-mm. 
I'm not gonna spoil I don't like it. Adult but Macaulay. It, but no, no, but adult Macaulay. But like he plays himself as Kevin, Mac- or he plays Kevin McAllister all grown up. Okay. And it gets dark. I'm not gonna tell you how. Enjoy it. But it gets dark, and I I appreciated it that it was just it. Yes, these are these are children that have done some really messed up things young, and I'm really concerned about what kind of adults they're going to be. <laughs> who who were the other two guests for one and two? So we had Chris. Uh, is it? I always want to say it's she or Shay. I always mix it up. Shay is because we're on her Facebook. That's technically not her last name, but she also is like, yeah, whatever, stage name. Who cares? I, no, but I hate it when you only really get to get people's last names through Facebook. You're like, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, right. And then last week, um, we had Sarah Carter on for Home Alone Two. Okay. Did either of them mention the movie Better Get Out? No. Please. Okay. Please elaborate. So Better Get Out is Home Alone, but it's horror. It's about two kids home alone on, like, Christmas Eve or whatever. Um, And a babysitter comes over. And then burglars try to enter and they rake up. Like, they literally talk about it. And they're like, oh, we should do Home Alone on on them. And they're like, get the paint cans, get the whatever. And they're like, they do all the things. And then, obviously, like, a paint can (laughs) over the stairs would actually do a horror movie worth of damage on some guy's head. So we see that happen and it's really good. And then a, an insane twist happens an insane twist. That you don't see it coming. Is it? I wait, suggest you watch it. Did you no, I'll have to check that out? Is it called better watch out? Better watch out. It yeah. has an 89% on rotten tomatoes. It's so good. Which you is better than it. any of the home alones. Right. This one, I think <laughs> rated worse. It was in like 30 something. I don't know if, I think this might be the worst one so you far. Know, I didn't look at the four and five. It's it's 29%. Do you know who loved it? <laughs> Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he yeah. loved it. He was like, it's fresh, it's very funny, and it's better than the first two. Well, Three he's not out the of four only, stars. He's not the only one. I was like seeing so much stuff on the internet about how this is a lot of people's favorite Home Alone. Um, because there's a lot of arguing that it's like it's it stands alone. It's not in the same universe, and that it's just like fresh. It's new. They it's more creative than the second one is what people think because there's, um, you know, there's the whole missiles and bells and whistles with like you know, secret international criminals. Uh, yeah, it's just it's 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 got its own thing. Yeah, but as Hen said, um, I think the stakes are too high. <laughs> there, there's yeah. too much of the country's safety in this child's hands and the whole time i'm like people are gonna die because of this child he needs to do this while the, the in the other ones i'm like oh what a romp this kid <laughs> yeah they're like the wet bandits what are they they're gonna like steal your your coffee maker and your jewelry and then flood your basement yeah. in this movie all of north america blows <laughs> up <laughs> yeah the first one it's like uh, insurance will cover that don't worry about it <laughs> in this one no more new york <laughs> yeah no, 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 I'll say it now. I don't care. What? This is, you know what? This don't is hold our back, podcast. Jim. I, I can say yeah. whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, the name of the uh, company was Axis, A-X-U-S. It totally looked like Anus. The way Did the, it really? The X looks. Because it, it had like the super high cross and then like a very curved bottom and it looked like it said Anus. And I was like, that's funny. I'm going <laughs> to use all of my maturity right now and write that down. No, Jim, honestly, I, I appreciate you bringing up anus. That actually brings me... No, I don't have a segue for anus. <laughs> I, I don't. Speaking of anuses, this kid's butt. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, I just think there's nothing more intimidating than terrorists in a minivan. 
Oh, yeah, no, I thought that was fantastic. I, I, because they did a lot of, like, weird stuff, right? One of the things is they did that scene where, uh, what's his name? Peter with the, like, the main, the top dog bad guy. Oh, the He's, raccoon looking one after yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's day two of him calling the cops, right? And, the, like, they evade the scene, but with the van and like he's going around picking everybody up and but when it comes mm-hmm. time to pick up peter they just drive by don't slow down and then you just like flash car and then he's missing and he's inside the car um it's like that thing when they do talk about process. tiktok that's like tiktok editing did you see yeah. you could like you could see when it changes oh yeah right yeah it was pretty bad but um, i was but i was just like okay sure i was watching that like oh man that had to like hurt because they didn't slow down at all he just he jumped in and i don't know if have you ever seen rat race either oh yeah. yeah 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 of course you remember the part where mr bean jumps onto the speeding train and <laughs> yeah and his yeah. body just goes <laughs> that's what i imagined happened to that guy except they both live <laughs> which is a very odd thing in both those movies mr bean would have been a good villain in a home alone movie oh, oh yeah he's very well, the one of the things we mentioned in the first two was how funny david stern was uh. david stern daniel stern Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern was because his physical comedy was just like perfect. David Stern is his son and we're exes, so I can't really get into it. <laughs> they tried to replace Marv, in my opinion, or Dan Daniel Stern's like energy with Earl, right? You, you all remember who Earl is? Uh, Mr. Unger? He's yes, Errol Unger. He's the one. Um, they actually parallel to me. They parallel him a lot because they they did the thing where um, he got electrocuted and his hair all got fritzed up, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second one yeah. that happens to Marv with his well, eventually Marv becomes a skeleton, and that's even more ridiculous. But with Earl, literally a like bolt of energy comes shooting out of this man's anus. There it hey! was. Where was that a minute ago? There, there's the connection. Oh. God damn it! I sh- and that's why they put that in there. And yeah, the other one and exploded. He, yeah. He Parts out an explosion out of his butt, so it's just like, sure, like they do take it to 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 Wild Town a little bit, um, but I feel like he's supposed to be like the comic relief. Like when they were searching in the airport, and they're like, nope, check this area, check this area. Like, oh, I didn't see him in the John while I was in there. You know, like he got he got some of the like useless, like kind of goofy and probably gonna get really hurt real bad char- like character. He also got hit by a car. And he was like, yes. you shouldn't have hit me with that car. And he's like, you should have been watching out for when I hit you with the car. It's like, no, <laughs> you're the one who's in trouble, man who is driving. The getaway driver whose only job is to get away in a car. I think I think this, um, the I, I don't know any character's name. And I've That's seen fine. this movie 50 times as a child and <laughs> once this week. And um, But the, the, the woman terrorist, yes. I think she has a thing with intimidating other women. Because when... Kevin, fake Kevin's mom talks to the woman. Is it fake Kevin's mom in the car? And then the woman like puts her hand above yep. the, up yes. on the car. It is so scary. This woman is scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, she terrifies me. I, I wrote down like, why is she intimidating her for no reason? Like, the, she's just a person driving by. She's like, oopsies. Have a nice day. It's like why? <laughs> it was chilly. It was it was horrifying. And I mean, I guess you know, I guess that's what terrorism is. <laughs> I I she didn't dis- like aside from the kissing that disturbed me. But the, I actually just found it because we were talking about Earl. The most disturbing line in the movie was uh, when they were talking about like, oh, it's a kid. He's like, oh, tomorrow whack every kid in the neighborhood, burn them all, is what Earl said. <laughs> burn them all. 
Uh, my favorite line had to be um, when mom is telling Alex that she has to go to work tomorrow and Mrs. Hess is going to watch him. He's like, what if she gets tanked on iced tea and makes me smoke cigarettes? Oh my God, and yes. I think, don't threaten me with a good time. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> Can I deviate and talk about one thing about Home Alone 2? Just because I need you can do to. do whatever you want. Yeah, Hen, no, talk about literally it. anything. <laughs> the, yeah, old, the old lady. Or the, the pigeon lady. Yeah. Yeah. That storyline makes me cry every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's sincerely heartfelt. It's beautiful. Wait. And I think that's what we're missing in this movie. We're missing, like, some... I know that they tried to do it with um, the fake Grams from Dawson's Creek, because that's who she looks like, but... <laughs> oh, my God, yes! It, 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 there was nothing heartbreaking. She was just, like, an old lady who's cold? Is that... <laughs> Did she <laughs> mention anything soup. about kids? Like I said, their their scene was very like, oh you're oh. you're a good kid after all. After you saved my life, that's it. She's she's Mr. Feeney. She's got that's the energy she gives me a little bit. You know, like oh you know. that's who played her, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> yeah, it was Mr. That's Feeney. That's where I thought the whole oh, time. Yeah. yeah, no, you just had to pull up the the whole the whole bells and whistles on her head, and it was Mr. Feeney the whole time. Uh, wait, Hen, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Which which Home Alone did you like better, one or two? One, two as a child because it had like it was more exciting. You were in the city, but then the more I watched him as an adult, it was the first one. It's very yeah. sentimental. It's kind of melancholy. It's kind of like a little dark, and I love looking at early '90s houses. Well, you mean like yeah, because you felt the weight of Kevin's sorrow, of, like for like a, like when he did immediately, he was like, "Yeah, I made my family disappear." But when you felt like at one point, you felt the weight switch of him being like wow, they're gone. You know, like, you actually felt this kid... I don't know. He, he had more heart to me than than Alex. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Macaulay Culkin is a... He is a great child actor. Right. Yeah, and Alex DeLins, come on. He was in two movies. This one... Max, and Max Keebler's... <laughs> Max Keebler. Oh, God. I saw that movie, and I said, no, sir. <laughs> Not for me. I don't even think we had the score, right, for this movie? Uh, it was at the very, very beginning. They played the This is Halloween sounding one. Dun, and then the rest of it. Dun, 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 no, it wasn't. Oh, was that one? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's, you know, the, none of us have done the dun 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 us at all throughout these last couple episodes. So thank you, Hen. <laughs> oh, we no. haven't mentioned them. No worries. And because I, I was planning on doing an acapella version later of the other score no pl- now you actually have to do that no. <laughs> not now but later at some point whenever okay. you need to <laughs> but yeah J- john williams isn't in this d- no. didn't do the music for this one no, disappointing that one it, all they have is that one oingo boingo song literally invented pump pock pump 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 I did remember that. That was a weird, that was a different shift, right? Because, I mean, they were doing, like, Chuck Berry in the beginning. That's a different energy. And then all of a sudden, it did feel like that pop punk song kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, because it was 90, it was now 97. They were just like, eh, whatever. We're going to, like, just throw in, we're just going to throw in punk songs to get, like, the kids moving. I don't know how, uh, I don't know how executives talk. It's like, get your tech techs ready, kids, and listen to this song that (laughs) says the word hell. Do you Get think ready. I just sounded straight when I did that? Hey, kids. <laughs> Get ready, kids. You're going to listen to a bird sing Jim Crow. Just the, the straight version of me just goes around. And it's like, hey, kids. And that's my only personality. 
I mean, you just sound like someone who's doing a radio show. Um, that's actually a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Support radio, everyone listening. Support oh broadcast and podcasts. <laughs> Hand in the kids. Oh my god, that is horrible. <laughs> you can find me... That. You can find me DJing the Kids Bop albums uh, every Saturday <laughs> at Club Shampoo. I, I've never, I've never played this as like an improv game, but I have done this like with friends, where we try and come up with the, the Kids Bop versions of songs. Mm. <clears throat> the only one, the only one I can remember was from a thrift shop, and it was, uh, walk up in the club like, what up? I got a cool mom. That's all we had. <laughs> I think. I'm trying to think of one that, like, my neck, my back, chiropractors can fix that. <laughs> what are they going to do with WAP? <laughs> oh, um, I, oh, another one was my sister's loves uh, the censored version of, uh, 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 what's that song that's like, I don't give a fuck about you? Yeah, that song. Yeah, that song they say, <laughs> they they curse so much. She loves to listen to the censored song because it's like, you stupid, are uh, 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 you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one we had was, uh, so what? We have fun. So what? We don't sleep. <laughs> we're just having fun. We were we weren't very smart. <laughs> Maybe. I I've never like my mom never made me listen to censored versions as a kid. She pretty much just let me buy any album I wanted. So I don't know. I don't know about that censored life. Well, you and I are both queer, so maybe that's the thing. Jim, do you think it's because you listened to all the censored material that kept you straight? Yeah, that's what did it. I was like, I I still like girls because of this. (laughs) Because I listened to all these Aaron Carter albums. Because I'm so wholesome, yeah. Oh, yeah, the reason that you're straight is because of Aaron Carter. (laughs) Yeah. I I saw that handsome boy and was just like, nope. I'm still into women. <laughs> Keep the hair, change everything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Cause the only, actually, I've only bought two albums in my lifetime. One of them was Aaron Carter's. Uh, I think it's a- called Aaron's Party. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. other one was, for some reason, The Heist by Macklemore. And I listened to the whole album and I was like, I hate this. This sucks. <laughs> You've only bought two albums in your whole life? Is um, that what you're... Uh, I should say CDs, because I've bought, mm. like, iTunes albums. Okay. Like, I, so, I bought a bunch of... Yeah, like, albums. those are your only two albums you still only listen to well, to this day. <laughs> oh, and I, I, think... I have Aaron's Party down pat. Yeah. I think you and I are roughly the same age, so that kind of makes sense, right? And you're in, are you also in your 30s like I'm rocking? I am. I think I'm 32. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I actually told somebody that I was 31 uh, by accident on the phone the other day. I'm 33, so it's fine. It happens. It just, I it's stopped, whatever. Like, after 25, I stopped remembering the age yeah. that I am. So, yeah, I think I'm 32. No, but that affects CDs, right? Like, I, like I said, I wasn't oh, going to yeah. talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it real quick. My car got smashed today, and the thing I was like, oh, they didn't steal all my old CDs. Uh, like, I don't know why for a minute there. I was like, oh, I'm kind of offended. You know, there's some good CDs in there. Oh, they didn't like, get my Creedence Clearwater Greatest Hits uh, CD. Oh, no, Cool Dudes Mix 97? Like, now no that's what I that. call music 18. Smash yeah. Mouth's first album. I was, Jim, just like you were a little bit hesitant when not sure about the share thing, I'm going to share it anyways, because I'm, I'm, I'm not, I think the statute of limitations on there are good at this point for me, and if not, it was good knowing you guys, I'm going to jail. Has it been uh, seven was, years? 
Nah, yes, it has. Uh, when I was like in right around the the young age of these young McAllister and this Alex whatever his name is, um, yeah. we had an Aaron Carter CD um, that me and my uh, childhood best friend were like, we can't have this be in our world because people will think we're gay, right? And surprise, surprise, here I am, uh, querying it out. So we brought it to, um, well, I can't say the exact location, to a very rocky area in like a wooded area and lit it on fire with that gasoline that we brought up. And wow. then we proceeded to start like a little bit of like a wooden, yeah, like enough to get firefighters down to t- make the, like a good area. It was like probably like 20 by 20 that uh, went up. Oh, that's Yeah, but you, and that was Aaron party. Carter, you said? It was an Aaron Carter CD. We needed to so make really it disappear. It's his fault. <laughs> yes, Aaron Carter and also homophobia in the early 2000s. I'm going to put it both on those things. I will um, tell you, like, a hack to never have to be accountable for anything is always follow the chain up until it's right. no longer your fault for anything. Follow the right. money. So this is yeah. Aaron. This is, wait, would that make this Nick Carter's uh, problem for not actually, Well, the like, music industry altogether. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, then I don't really, uh, it's not my fault. I didn't do anything. No, uh, life is easier when you take yeah. no accountability. I, I'm surprised. Uh, in my neighborhood, Aaron Carter was the uh, the pinnacle of straightness. <laughs> Everyone I knew listened to Aaron Carter when I was a kid, and like was like, "Oh, you don't listen to Aaron Carter? Pfft, look at this stupid idiot." See, no, he was definitely like the softer side of music for my my neighborhood, my grade. We had lots of. I was. I was. I don't know. I had like a lot of corn friends. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. okay. That was my second concert. It went Elton John and then Logically Corn. It, Elton John opened for Corn. <laughs> is yes. what I heard. It was amazing. <laughs> Jonathan Davis came out and sang Goodbye Yellow Brick <laughs> Road. It blew me away. With like a big picture of Diana. Not uh, Diana <laughs> I was going to say Princess Diana, but Diana Ross. <laughs> Actually, my first saw... CD was Jock Jams Volume 2, which was popular radio hits but remixed. Oh, that sounds like the perfect way that I want to listen to music. Yeah, it was like Sweet Home Alabama, but with like, with like, but like, I was just getting amped up about Sweet Home Alabama. I was hoping you were going to do like Sweet Home Alabama mixed with All Summer Long. Yeah, I heard I heard this stupid version. It was all that and uh Werewolves of London and they tried to pass it off as its own song. And Kid Rock was there too. Is that a band, Werewolves of London? No, it's a uh, Warren Zevon had a uh, his song Werewolves of London. Oh. I listen I don't to know that. anything about the street music. <laughs> That's a dude from the seventies. Uh I listened to that and American Pie over and oh. over and over as yeah. a kid. I think I was the only person who listened to the Madonna version of American Pie and but liked it. Madonna has a version? I cuz Yeah, better yeah, believe. It, well, it it's I not a it's, it, it's not a version, it's like a version of the oh, song. Oh yeah. Well, uh, that's it. That's it for tonight, I guess. No. <laughs> There's sorry. a new video of Madonna and I'm sorry I know that we're not talking about uh, Home Alone 3 right now, but I oh, need to tell you about no, Madonna. We're good. Madonna's way more interesting. <laughs> Madonna just uploaded a video of herself so she's writing a biopic with Diablo Cody, so you know it'll be okay. It'll just be okay. Uh, 
But she, so Madonna uploaded a video of her and Diablo hanging out, and it's literally Madonna being, I don't want to say coked out of her mind, but coked out of her mind, like literally nudging Diablo and being like, give me attention. And she's like, remember when I told you this funny story? And like, so the thing about Madonna is that she's always wanted to be a comedian and she's not funny. And I think that she's trying to check out her most recent videos on Facebook. She's trying to be so funny so hard. And she's not fu- Remember when she tried to do stand-up? Are we talking no, like cool- I don't remember like, this at all. Yeah, so Madonna did a comedy, like a monologue on Jimmy Fallon or Kim, one of the Jimmys. And then she was like, oh, I'm starting a stand-up comedy. And then she opened for Amy Schumer and did no, like a 15-minute set. And it's not funny. It's very, it's like, I, have I guess to it would it. be funny for like boomer, like not even boomers, but she stands there and she's just like, what's the deal with, it's very much what's the deal with type of comedy. Mm. What's, what's the, the deal, deal with? with? <laughs> what's the deal with when you le- release a book of all your sexual positions, huh? And then everyone keeps it on the counter and there's a lot of controversy. Yeah, Exactly. That's that's basically it. It was a lot of what's the deal with, but also like, hey, I'm Madonna. Super and like that was the joke. Things. But I, I want to watch I do that because that sounds that sounds incredible in the worst way. I was about to say something and then I lost it. Has that ever happened? It ha- if you've oh, yeah. honestly, if if Jim didn't do edit it all out, there's plenty of that in the last two episodes, and I'm sure in this one. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> this was at the end of. Um, who wrote this? Um, John Hughes' career, yes. almost. He wrote this, and then he wrote a few more movies, and the last this movie was, that he wrote was Drillbit Taylor. This was the last one he had to do really? for, um, that he was contracted to do for these, uh, for, I don't know, for, yeah, like for this type of, or who was it? Who, who put out this movie? John Hughes. No, 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 but um, like who studio? did he? Yeah, oh. what studio was it? But this was the last one. Like, after this, he was good to go. He did, like, Miracle on uh, 95th Street. What is it? Which street? <laughs> 34th. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm looking at his wiki right now. I was going to say, I don't see Drew with Taylor on here. Oh, wait, what no, a I way. Now. He really Jim. started like at the top and then made it his mission to fizzle. He had so many good movies that have, a lot of them, I'll be honest, have elements that haven't aged well. Mm. Like Pretty in Pink. Yeah. yeah. But like movie- generally, I think his heart was, I mean, I, you know. Oh. I'm sorry. Comedy is the first to age out. I'm thinking of yeah. 16 Candles. Like, that one is, like, it's a it's a really good romp of a movie, fun, but there's also horrible Asian stereotypes and yeah. uh, sexual assault throughout. Yeah. But, like, overall, you have this feeling of, like, okay, I like this, and then those parts come up, and you're like, well, there's, that's the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And compared to, like, Porky's at the time... 16 Candles oh was like, oh yeah, clean. There's some 80s stuff that I think still holds up, like the Brady Bunch reunion special. Speaking of Florence Henderson, <laughs> oh please bring it back to her. <laughs> and um, J- J- uh, Jaws three. <laughs> Those and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, Jaws has more than three movies, so we'll probably do it at some point. But my favorite part of Jaws three is it's 3D. And there's so many yeah. obvious scenes. And then there's that one part where they're like, oh, my God, the shark is coming right at us. Because they're all in that underwater, like, tube. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. And then it just, because of the 3D effect, it just looks like a loaf of bread that's, like, 
heading toward the camera and they're like no it's like a brioche yeah <laughs> it's like a brioche with like with a shark face on it and is it like, from san francisco smash. oh we're back <laughs> to the movie back to the movie <laughs> i hate that that's is that my role now am i that i'm gonna be that person on the podcast is that okay yeah whatever i mean there's probably some people out there they're like they're talking about madonna for a real long time so not in this movie. <laughs> to be fair all of madonna's scenes were cut out that's yeah no that's that's bullshit actually i did actually write a very strong letter right before getting on here about that it was actually her as Avita, just like harassing the old lady <laughs> oh no wait no she was in the film she did the stunt work for um uh alice uh when we found out she was all of a sudden like an olympian and did like random backflips that was her when that was she madonna catapulted over those steps oh so good uh, yeah Oh, I did, I did like that. I was like, oh, she's a gymnast now because she she also does a flip unnecessarily over the steps. Yeah. It's like we get it, you yeah. know. Like, ugh, we get it. You had promise as a youth. Can we talk about mom? Yeah, I like, like your mom. My my mom. I I do. Can we talk about my mom, Joanne Smith? <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. I was like, I will absolutely talk about Joanne Smith right now. <laughs> um, no, I like the mom in this movie. I like she. She's a working mom, you know? She's got to go. She's got to deal with things. She has two kids and some kind of teenage creature. And she doesn't let... She told her boss off. She was like, you know, by the way, I'm kind of a socialist. Mm -hmm. That's what I gathered. That's what I gathered. No, she's like, if you want to fire me, you go ahead. Like, I'm coming in and if I have to leave, I'm going to leave. And if you want to fire me, go ahead. I was like, whoa, get it. Yes, tell your boss what's up. I love that she she works. She was right. like, you're making me choose between paying my, uh, my rent right now and leaving my child alone who's sick. You jackass. And I was like, wow, this is, that was a, <laughs> I would never have said that to my boss, except I probably, I don't think my boss would do that because I have a very nice boss, actually. Is, I have a, I'm also, I, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I'm unforgiving uh, in regards to working from home just because of like how everyone has to work from home right now. She could have done it. What did she need to do? He was like, you're the one who's closing the deal. And it's like, okay, you can't do that from home. There's a, there's a blizzard. My kid has a (laughs) chicken box, which doesn't phase him at all. Which actually I wanted to ask y'all about, because I've never had chicken box and I wanted to know how bad is it? You're due. I, uh, I had the, uh, I got the vaccine when I was a kid, so okay. I never had it either. I had I just it and didn't get it. And I can tell you, I remember it perfectly. I was in kindergarten and I had the entire week off, and there's no way in the world I would have been getting out of bed to do booby traps. Right. To basically almost murder people and also almost get murdered by yourself as well. What was yeah, your no. favorite booby trap? Uh, the whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most unnecessary. It's just a whoopee cushion under the car, and he's just like. <laughs> I wrote it down. I just, I was like, because farts are funny, and that's great. Um, it didn't I, do anything. I was so ready for that question, Hen. I absolutely loved that. It broke me in half. Aside from that, um, I thought the the book through like smashing through the window and uh, inside the oh, yeah. the chest was pretty intense. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was a pretty boss move. That one was so convoluted. Like, he, he was like, okay, they're going to see the dumbbell, and they're going to cut it, mm-hmm. and then that's going to release the uh, the books, and then I'm going to release the dumbbell anyway. Like, 
Right. He he knew that they were going to release the... I don't know. <laughs> no, there's plenty of those things where it's just so... Like, when he, re- he releases his rat, he's like, go out there, Doris, and, you know, I know you're going to perfectly somehow cause the exact mischief that I need you to instead of just going to eat stuff in the kitchen. Uh, how did you get your rat to do that? That's the, my favorite Dr. Seuss book. How did you get the rat <laughs> to do that? Um, they, they, like, the, the bird, too. The bird at one point at the end when, um, you know, the raccoon eye guy's trying to hide in either an igloo or a doghouse. I can't remember. All of a sudden, the bird rides in with the remote control on top of the actual car, drives it mm-hmm. in, right? Happenstance. Perfect. And also, the little Kevin McAllister, Alex Kidd, booby-trapped it and rigged it with explosive just in case... He decided to hide out there. After yeah, there's a lot the of like. Game? I know that it's hard to believe, but there's a lot of suspending of of disbelief in the Home Alone universe. I guess. I think my favorite is the dumb waiter. I oh, love yeah. any scene in any movie that involves a dumb waiter because how wonderful is it to have a mini elevator in your home? It's yeah. Always been my dream as a kid. I wanted one so bad. Did you see that there's going to be a reboot or just, a, I guess, a sequel or whatever of Home Alone? Mm-hmm. Yep. Starring Ellie Kemper, Kempler, Kemper. Really? Yeah. Ellie Kemper's in it? I didn't see that. I think so. I think it's her. And I think there's, I think she's playing the Catherine O'Hara. Well, she's got red hair, so she fits the bill. Right? Yeah. I really hope they actually bring, like, the universe back a little bit. Like, if they could do, like, a, even just a quick cameo of, uh, you know, something about the Wet Bandits or whatever, like, just... I, I would like that. Although, once I guess we'll be talking about the four and five soon here, but I don't remember if after one or two, Marv, the Wet Bandits existed anymore, whatever happened. I just want like a, just a little bit of like a dip into where Kevin McAllister and his family's at. I don't know anything about the sequels other than I did read like a blurb of each of them and they truly, I feel bad that you have to watch them. I'm glad yeah. I'm on this one because this one's like relatively an okay movie. Well, but I'm sorry. Shit. That's the shit about this podcast is that we're like, we're like, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do. Beginnings of all of the ones we're going to do. It's like, oh, this is a great movie. This is a great movie. And then it becomes, and I'm going to say it, how did this get made? If you want to get you mad at us, go right ahead. But then it becomes a little bit of like, what the fuck is this movie? So it's just like, yeah. at what point in the series does it become how the fuck did we keep doing this movie? Yeah. It starts off with like, hey, check out this great movie we all watched together. It's a classic. And I love this. And I love this. And slowly becomes, as you said, what is this? What are they doing? Why are they doing well, this? It slowly becomes Bring It On 7 or uh, American Pie Inside of a Boot. Whatever they're doing. I don't know. what. what did you see American they have Pies. a new American Pie out right now? Yes. I did see that they're doing that. I think but I'm going to rent it. Eugene Levy's not in it. I mean, I that's, that's fine. He's winning Maybe. Emmys. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's good. I know I'm breaking. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm breaking straight guy code, but I've never seen a uh, an American Pie movie. Wait, you gotta see them. I, that, yeah, man. <laughs> the straightest thing you can do is watch a movie about a dude fucking a pie. That's what I did as a teenager. You, you, <laughs> I I didn't feel like that was just uh, uh, just straight guys. Well, it's just yeah, it's American thing, I believe, right? It has to be an apple pie. I think it's it's definitely like. I mean, I think it stopped around the fifties. Yeah. What year do you think? Because what? Because like, who's making a pie nowadays? You know what I mean. Well, uh, actually, Sarah Carter. Thank you, Sarah. You 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 made me a pie this past week, so thank you. <laughs> or you didn't make it for me, but you gave me half of a pie you made. Who gives somebody a whole half of a pie? Wonderful person. Thank you. So yeah, people mm-hmm. make pies. Well, not fucking pies. 
I did. You got to make a good fucking pie. I do want to put that out there. I did fuck that pie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a chicken pot pie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the grossest pie to fuck. (laughs) Is that the grossest pie to fuck? Like a kidney and bean pie from England. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems like all pies are gross to fuck. Like... I think pumpkin uh, pie might be nice. I, I, think, I feel like they have all the same consistency. That's the point of them being pies, right? I would definitely fuck a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie from Walmart. Oh, <laughs> wait, you're right. A pumpkin pie has a way different consistency. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And not that I've I'm never had sex with someone with a vagina, but I can imagine that it feels like a, like a, like a, like a deep set custard pie. <laughs> Uh, do you have your own personal Twitter in case people want to at you about that? And <laughs> uh, it's at Pi 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 X X X. Do you think that vaginas are just like a bunch of whipped cream, like super sloshy? I, I, like, no, no, I, I don't know what the word for like the type of texture that like a sweet potato or a pumpkin pie is, but I feel like that's probably what's inside of someone with a vagina. Jesus Christ. How did we get here? <laughs> Home Alone 3. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Jim, are we at the, uh, the like, hey, what leftover notes? Are we almost there? Yeah. We're, yeah. At th- this is about that time. So. <laughs> did I ruin it? No. Did I, did I, <laughs> did I ruin, did the pie fucking ruin? Listen, well, I mean, I've also, I'm recording a podcast on my own. And um, in one of the episodes, as soon as it left my mouth, I, I realized I made a mistake. And I, I had said the words, and as Obama was coming in my ass. <laughs> no! Oh, no. Well, we're leaving that in on our podcast, so that's yeah. good. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's not. Unless, listen unless to you Fright Train. Otherwise. Listen to Fright Train with uh, Hensmith and Bill Rick. Oh. That's. Plug in that. So, no, wait, hold on. So, is, wait, that is. What is your podcast that you're doing? Because you got to get that, that plugged in here at some that's point. That's that one. It's called Fright Train. We are oh, reviewing Fright Train. What's the... Horror movies, and I guess the time that I fucked Obama. <laughs> well, you're going to have to at us for your opinions about the uh, when we start doing horror movies on this series, because we will be doing well, that one We'll have to have you guys, or I'm sorry, you'll have to have you on um, for a bad sequel. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm all about it. Maybe Son of the Blob. Ooh, I've seen the original Blob. That was shot in, like, Westchester. Is that a uh, an R.L. Stein movie? The Blob? Yeah, I don't know what, you're t- what that is. It, it feels <gasps> very... The Blob is fantastic. It's a metaphor. Can you believe it? A movie. A whole metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor for communism, see? It's exactly... Well- that is exactly what it is. What is? Uh, let me put it this way. If it's a horror movie in the in the 50s, it's the enemy is communism. And that really worked. My parents are petrified of communism. Yeah, you same. Always, you can always tell what the good ones are because the good ones are like, the enemy is actually capitalism. And you're like, oh, I'm into this. Like, um, Wait, are we going to lose our... How many fans are we losing that are uh, really like... Capitalists? Like, like yeah, right. Capitalists. <laughs> right, just, right. <laughs> just Ayn Rand, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. I have been pronouncing her name, Anne. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I did that for the longest time too. I mean, how many, how many people say Ayn Rand out loud? No, man. When I saw that book, I Ayn Rand so far away. Am I right? 
I gotta stop. I'm sorry. I love a I love a pun. Ugh. But that's not good. Can it's... Flock of Seagulls redo their song, but instead of Iran, it's Ayn Rand? <laughs> that is a... How that hasn't already happened, I'm, I'll never know. I was just say, that's Some... a Weird Al song. We all know. Someone tried to push one of her books on me when I stayed down in... Uh, I was visiting my ex's family uh, down in Virginia, and like they just... I woke up in their guest room, and that book was just pressed against the door, so when I opened it, it just like fell in front of me, and it was just like... When I talked to them about it, they're like, yeah, I just thought while you were here, you might want some, you know, some easy <laughs> reading. Like, they're really just trying to push it on me. Which which one was it? Was it uh, Atlas Shrugged or what's the other one? Foundation? It, I don't know. It was a pop-up book. I don't remember. Uh, the no. Fathead. So what's wrong with um, her book? Like, I thought it was just, like, dystopian. So it's not just dystopian. It's oh, bad. It's actually, in her mind, utopian. It's, um... It's all about how if we got rid of all regulations, then we would thrive as a country. It's it's not very good. It's it's written very like high school level. Oh, it, like really long sentences that just feel like she's drawing out the words. It's it, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> Is she like a proud boy? Um, I don't think so. Because her big thing would be, would really just be, get rid of all regulations. She's very libertarian, but like not the way the Proud Boys are. Okay. Is she okay? All right. Well, fair enough. So she's not like writing her book and then smirking at the end, being like, "Huh, gotcha." <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I feel like that's what Proud Boys do. They're just like, hm, "Gotcha." You know that they're obsessed with Aladdin. What? What? The Proud Boys, they're called Proud Boys because of Aladdin. Um, there's a deleted song called Proud of Your Boy. Oh, my God. That Aladdin sings. And the reason, so Daddy Mustache of Proud Boys, like the leader. Gavin McGinnis. Um Yeah. Um, he who must not be named. He uh, he was at his daughter's, like, dance recital, like, talent recital. And... Um, there was like a little boy who was singing proud of your boy, the deleted scene from uh, Aladdin. And he was, he was like, uh, I don't think anyone's proud of you. And that's a, that's a very Gavin McGinnis joke. And then I'm he, putting that in quotes, by the way. And then the whole thing was like, um, yeah, he was like, uh, boys who sing Broadway are gay. And I'm just kind of like, granted, there's a lot of gay men in Broadway. Right. But also, if you know any of the straight theater kids, they be fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? More so than any jock I've ever met. Or, like, oh, yeah. I get band well, geeks are also the same. From I only started to date theater people after high school. And then I, what I found out is that, no, they were the kinky, like, let's just have a good time. That and the band mm-hmm. kids. The band kids got down to it. My favorite kink is let's have a good time. That is my <laughs> favorite is, kink. That's the one. I, love have, I love wearing a Hawaiian shirt and then... <laughs> being like this is this is me having a good time kink so you just keep constantly asking the person that you invited over like do you need anything are you good my favorite kink is vanilla i go to a leather bar and i'm like you guys let's let's um let's you know light some yankee candles and talk about scandal and and how to get away with murder so I'm trying to do the thing where I actually find something noteworthy that i didn't talk about already there's just like silly little lines about like 
what if there's a tornado? You know, like when he said that, that made me. I'm trying to think of the things that almost made me kind of spit out my drink a little bit. Like, I had I had something that I was saving for this whole time just to yeah. get to the let's hear some stuff that we missed. Yeah, hit me. That inspection got? gloves. Oh yeah, the um, yeah, that was a really great thing to say out loud as well. I just referring to gloves as butt inspection gloves, just because right. they're gloves. Oh, there was also um. The dad had a lobster claw oven mitts that I thought was really cool. Now, how can you take out a pie with that? With the uh, lobster claws? Yeah. It's too pointy. Oh, yeah. And I remember he had a very distinct, like, chomp, 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 like, attitude with it. I don't know. I, I really loved the moment when the dad forgot that he didn't have pants on before he was leaving, right? When he was having that, like, father-son moment of, like, before I go out chatting, oh, silly me, and then almost, like, walks out completely pantsless. I, <laughs> I, like I don't remember that at all. Oh, really? Do you think there's multiple cuts of this movie? Did it you watch be. it on HBO Max? <laughs> I downloaded it a torrent, and it was, like, seven gigs, and I don't <laughs> understand why. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. It took Pan all this- day. I can tell people I lit shit on fire, but that you did that today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the first podcast, I admitted that I uh, I stole <laughs> the, okay, the same day. <laughs> you guys, everyone's gonna hate me on this podcast because I I admitted that I got fucked by Obama, and that's not a bit. And <laughs> that I think that the inside of vaginas are like pumpkin or sweet potato pies. I don't want to say edit it out, but I also want to say maybe let's let's. Um, just reiterate that those two things actually are not true. So this is the same thing. I say they're true. Welcome to retracted statement. <laughs> I actually yeah. am going to jump off of a bridge if this podcast gets released. I'm just kidding. I'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere between those two is the truth. <laughs> like I'm going to trip on a bridge and that's yeah. it. And then maybe lie down for like five minutes and kind of. I'm going to be, be like, if, you better believe that if I ever fall in front of people, I make it very dramatic because I. <laughs> okay, the the joke at the end that the dad makes, where he's in the car with Stanley or whatever that uh, taxi driver was. Yeah, 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 the very loose-lipped taxi driver. Yeah, like, like okay, he's in the he's in the he's in a, he's in the taxi with that guy, and he's like, "Which one's your house? Oh, the one with the the driveway that's not uh, shoveled." That joke doesn't make any sense in any context. Because, like, first of all, none of their driveways are shoveled. There was just a blizzard, and they just got the road fixed, like, five minutes before. We all know that. Two, he wasn't there. How does he know that the place wasn't like that? Okay. You don't know no one one shoveled it. You can't say that. (laughs) That's true. Like, he has no idea. And then, also, in the context of us watching it as the audience like oh we know that's a callback but he's calling back to the other lady her driveway was the one that wasn't shoveled and like what is the point why okay <laughs> are you okay wait it doesn't <laughs> no make i'm s- on this i'm on this now i get i get it what doesn't make sense there to me is that why did they sh- why did they have her driveway not shoveled in the first place like they don't use that. He shovels it literally right beforehand. Well, so that information didn't matter. And they ended up having to break into 14 houses anyway. Right. Well, I mean, the shoveling thing was just as a means of getting him the, the car, right? It was just as a payment. They needed to have some sort of way of transitioning 
that object to the small child. Right. But yeah. Why did she tell him that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It didn't make any. And it was like, is it showing that? Like at first, I was like, oh, it's showing that it's he's lazy because they didn't do his driveway yet. But it's the neighbor across the street, so he's not technically responsible for it until she pays him. Right. It didn't make sense to me. I didn't like it. <laughs> I have written down a. Jo- I I have like a, a skeleton of a joke that I tried to tried to make when I watched the movie. Okay. So there is no joke. I'm just going to tell you the skeleton. <laughs> yeah, no, because okay. I never, I never got to finish it. But uh, okay, so Mrs. Hess, you know, had her bread, and turns out she was actually sneaking a potato chip inside the bread the whole time. Yeah, because like we're all hiding <laughs> chips and things, and yeah. I was like thinking, what kind of chip gets hidden in bread? A potato chip right. instead of a computer right. chip? Just a, like a, a Lay's ruffle, just classic. <laughs> Yeah, she was just, like, her secret plans were ruined. I just, I really like to imagine you, like, staying up all night last night, like, trying to connect this joke, like, at a, like, cork board. I actually pulled out the the rules of comedy book, because I tried to, like, I tried to, like, actually write this joke, but it wouldn't happen, because it's not funny. Well, no, you just made a writing prompt, so once again, for the Twitter that I just made two days ago, or four days ago, now people can actually give us their best jokes at Rotten Treasure on on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, since we're wrapping up, uh, Hen, do you have anything to uh, to promote? Well, like I said, we're, we are debuting our own podcast. We have one demo that will never see the light of day, and then we have one real episode. Our podcast is called Fright Train, like Fright Freight. Oh, God, I can't pronounce a thing. Like a freight train? But freight train, but fright, fright train, because yeah. we're reviewing horror movies, and our first episode is about the movie Scream, starring Courtney Cox. <laughs> She's the only one I'm going to mention. No, that's totally fair. She's amazing um, in all of those. So that will be out probably later this week. Um, oh, no, you're releasing it opposite ours? <laughs> Yeah, we're going to actually almost what? like, I almost, it's almost painful. Like, I almost can't listen to it until we review Scream at some point, because we're going to have to get through that on this podcast. Wait, isn't, isn't the, the, the point of your podcast about franchises that go on longer than they should? Yeah. Yeah. Rude Am to I? say that about my favorite <laughs> movie franchise. Scream is actually really good. I've seen all of them. I mean, I think it's fair to say that we're going to do ones that people may, that there may be a split feel on that, because I'm sure we'll do some ones that, like, there are people who would disagree and say that Bring It On 7 is amazing or like, what is it? Are there seven Tremors? That the yeah. seventh Tremors is the best Tremors and I think they're making an eighth. But like, yeah. yeah. They're making a documentary, I know that. Okay. So Kevin I mean, Bacon's like it's, in it. It's subjective. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, gonna, we're all going to have our feelings about it. But yeah, Scream, do it. Heck yeah. yeah. Fright, fright Train. Fright Train. And you can also find me on any social platform. I'm Hen Smith. Because if you Google Henry Smith... It's like a Confederate dentist. <laughs> I and I don't want to abs- be associated with that. I will absolutely encourage all of you right now to take out your TikTok and do follow uh, Hen Smith on TikTok because it is quite Hen delightful. Smith on TikTok with two H's at the end. S-M-I-T-H-H. I got called King for the first time. They were like, yes, you dropped your crown, King. And I was like, someone is using young lingo towards me. You're relatable and you're killing it. The youngsters love you. I guess you. so. Are you are you making videos on TikTok? I'm, 
I made a singular. I think I have like. Well, I accidentally have like four accounts that all say Kai Bobby and then a number because I can't get back into my original one. Um, oh, wow! But I don't know. I can't. I can't get access to it because I. I don't know. Some bullshit about not being able to get connected to the through the Instagram thing. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm half giving a shit about TikTok, but um, the one that I made most recent was me dancing in my car. Uh, I'm making a bit about like the part in the Umbop song by Hanson that like we're all waiting for the part to sing the like Umbop, um, <laughs> and it's like it's what a relatable thing for all the TikTok users about the the frustrations of not getting the part of you know Umbop's classic Hanson. Uh, and someone called me out on that immediately. It's like the first comment, they're like, "Oh yeah, dude, like really, you're hitting your target market right now." All of them. Uh, I'm gonna do edit for this hot take. You're gonna all do what? Oh, you want to do it? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do edit. I'm trying to make good content, but. I don't know if it's my, uh, I don't know if it's my, my medium. Maybe. Uh, we can continue this conversation real quick after because I have to wrap, we have to wrap up real quick. Do you have to pee? No, we hit, we hit 81 minutes and I'm like, oh God, that's way too long. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It doesn't every feel like one, it at all. Every one of these is really just like, welcome back to Jim has to edit a lot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel like it's my fault. Oh no, not I at talk all. too much. Again, I'm going to jump off of a bridge. We <laughs> We did the same thing last time where we were like, okay, we hit an hour. We have to wrap up. And then 20 minutes we were like, later we were like, okay, no, for real. We have to wrap up. I'm, I'm actually going to get a scalpel and sutures and I'm going to stitch my mouth shut. I'm going to be Billy from Hocus Pocus. If you guys do, if you do Hocus uh, Pocus, I know it's not a franchise, but <laughs> there's a it. sequel book. Uh, I'm going to be Billy and I'm going to have be stitched up and I'm not going to speak the entire time. Oh my, no, I appreciate you. Thank you for speaking and bringing some of your uh, feelings. I think on a way to kind of end it, if you'll humor me, you did offer an acapella as the... Let me get my tea. (laughs) Jim, uh, so thank you everybody for listening. I think as we, uh, we're going to use this to kind of fade fade out. Yeah, give you, say goodbye. So you imagine that it's snowing and then... Mm -hmm. You know, it's also the set of Home Alone 1. Right. And then a little kid is staring outside of a window yeah. while it's like slightly just like puffy snow falling. Got it. I also want to plug Mariah Carey's new um, book on Audible. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> imagine. Okay. Ha, 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 ha.